Psachim, Perik Zion, Mishnah Yud Beis, 712. Back in Mishnah Tess, we had discussed the prohibition called Yotze of the Korban Pesach leaving the area where it's supposed to be eaten, rendering the Korban Pesach puzzle, invalid. And now we'll go back to that topic here. The truth is that the prohibition of taking sacrificial meats, kachim, out of the zone in which they are to be eaten applies to all kachim. So kachim are divided, sacrificial meats are divided into two basic categories, kachay kachim, the more holy, uh, which would include things like the asham and the chatas, and kachim kalim, the less sanctified, and which would include the shlamim, toda, maeser, bechor, and our korban pesach. Now, when it comes to kachay kachim, the meat is to be eaten inside the azara, the temple courtyard, and only by the kohanim. And therefore, it would be prohibited to take that meat out of the temple courtyard itself, out of the azara. And if one did, it would render the meat puzzle. Similarly, when it comes to kachim kalim, including the korban pesach, it must be eaten inside the walls of Yerushalayim. And if one would take the meat of any kachim kalim, a shlamim or toda, and a korban pesach for that matter, outside the walls of Yerushalayim, it renders the meat invalid and it can't be eaten anymore. As it happens, when it comes to the korban pesach, in addition to those prohibition, the general prohibition of taking it out of the walls of Yerushalayim, there's an additional prohibition of not taking the korban pesach during Leil HaSeder out from the house in which it's being eaten. And in fact, if let's say there are multiple parties eating that house, taken out of the Chabura, the particular group that's assigned to that one Korban Pesach. So if you had, for argument's sake, a hotel in Yerushalayim, last Lavo, when they bring the Korban Pesach, and let's say you have two dining rooms, um, and you're in one dining room, you couldn't even take the Korban Pesach from your dining room, where your Chabura is eating it, to a different dining room in the same hotel. And if you did, that would render the Korban Pesach and the meat that you took out possible, invalid and can't be eaten anymore. It would have to be burned. Meaning it can't be eaten, it's left over to the morning, and when it comes no sign, then it's burned. Now, our Mishnah wants to know what happens procedurally if you're only a portion of your Korban Pesach ends up going out of bounds. So the Mishnah says, Avar Shiyatza Miktsaso. What if you have a limb of the Korban Pesach, the leg of lamb, which part of the leg of lamb went out of bounds? Let's say you stuck it out the window or out the door, and part of it stays in bounds. Um, it didn't go out of the door. So what's your? what are you to do? Chotech. So the principle is going to be that you have to get rid of all the meat that left the, where it left, went out of, out of bounds. The problem is if it's a single bone, so you won't be able to just kind of cut the bone down the middle because there's a prohibition of shveras etzim breaking the bone. And therefore the Mishnah says, Chotech ad You'll cut off all the meat until you reach the bone, but you don't cut the bone itself, and that meat which went out of bounds, that meat will have to be burned. And then, the kolaf achamagila parak, you'll then remove the rest of the meat on that bone up to the joint. Kolef actually means to peel, like the verb to peel away, but whatever it is, you'll, you'll get all the meat totally off the bone, um, because that meat you're going to eat, you're going to have to eat that meat, right? You're required to eat it, as we discussed before. And then, um, once you get to the joint, you'll cut at the joint. Because as we said previously, to cut the ligaments that connect one bone to another bone is not prohibited. And therefore you cut in the ligament and you'll have a whole bone that you can't break in half and half of the 
the portion of the meat that's on that bone that went out of bounds, and that will have to be gotten rid of. The bone itself, um, you could throw away, says the Bartonura. That, of course, is assuming that there's no meat inside the bone. Um, if there's meat inside the bone, marrow, in other words, um, the bone has to be burned like any other no sir. Okay. Now, Vamukdashin, when it comes to other kinds of sacrificial meats, meaning besides the Korm Pesach, since there's no prohibition of breaking bones, kotzitz bekofitz. You just take a big meat cleaver and just chop it down exactly on the line where it went out of bounds. Because like other korbanos similarly, you have to eat the meat that didn't go out of bounds. So you cut right along the line. That which went out of bounds has to be gotten rid of, and that which stayed in bounds has to be eaten. As the Mishnah says, She'ein bo mishum There is no prohibition of breaking bones when it comes to other korbanos besides the korban Pesach. Now, what exactly constitutes going out of bounds? So we're going to talk about bringing the meat out of a doorway. You have to remember that in the time of Chazal, the walls are very thick. You can see to go to Yerushalayim now, you'll see. Look at the gates. You look at Shard Yafo or something like that. Shard Yafo, um, as it's built now, does not date back um, to Vaishen, I don't believe. It's a little more recent, um, from the 15th century, but that doesn't matter. The same idea. Those gates were very thick. The, excuse me, the, 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 yeah, the gates are very thick, but then there was, like, there was the, I'll call it the, the walls are very thick, and there was like a, a, a gate, like a metal gate, or a wooden gate, maybe it was back then, um, that, that um, kind of went inside the thickness of the walls. So we're going to say that, and the same will be true for just doorways in general. The, the, let's say the wooden door went inside like a, a stone archway that entered the house, but the door was not as thick as the archway. So we're going to say, that the where the door is, that's called the agaf, where the door rests when it's closed. That is the dotted line, if you will. And therefore the Mishnah says, Minha Agaf Vilifnim, from where the door is, or where it would be when the door is closed, even though now it's open, and inwards towards the inside of the house, Kilifnim, that is the status of being inside the house. Or inside the wall, as we'll see more in a minute. Minha Agaf Vilachutz. Anything beyond that point, from the where the door normally is and beyond, towards the outside of the house, even we're talking still within the thickness of the walls, that is kalachutz has a status of being outside the house, and that part of the meat would have to be um, disposed of. Now, you'll note the Mishnah doesn't mention the thickness of the door itself. Um, in fact, it sort of seems to imply a contradiction. You could point in both directions. I'll come back to that in a second. But, but I'll first let me say the mission inside. Hachalonot, as for the windows in Yerushalayim, va'oviachoma, and the thickness of the walls of the walls of Yerushalayim, kilifnim, they are considered to be like inside, meaning they still have the kedusha of Yerushalayim. So if one puts any sacrificial meat, including the korban pesach, in the window, I should say the word chalon, which means window, best translation I got. Um, is in the time of the Mishnah, they didn't have window panes of glass. The windows, chalonot, in the time of the Mishnah, as we've seen on Masechah Shabbos before, it was just a hole to let air in, and they had shutters to, to seal them. But uh, we're just talking about putting into the thickness of the walls of Yerushalayim, um, including the windows. Those are considered to be within um, Yerushalayim, and therefore they haven't gone outside, and don't need to be, um, they're not invalid and must be eaten. Now, as far as that questionable issue of what's like what's on the line when you talk about within the thickness of where the door used to be the agaf itself so it's not so simple the rambam understands that that once you've reached the agaf itself meaning the thickness of the of the the house if you will already is considered outside 
and therefore once you've dug off is considered to be invalidating. The base Yosef says it's considered inside. So we actually have a machlokas there, um, the Raman base Yosef, if you will, and that's that. I'm not sticking my nose to that machlokas, of course. Um, but it's not so simple when it comes that that that's there. But when it comes to the walls of Yerushalayim and the walls and the gates around the Azar, the temple courtyard, it is defined. Um, as it happens, when the Sanhedrin invests Yerushalayim with its Kedusha or the Azar with its Kedusha, it has its option of whether or not to include the thickness of the walls. And actually, they chose when it came to the thickness of the walls of Yerushalayim to exclude them, meaning to make the thickness of the walls, like meaning the gates under the stone, but not... but. Uh, to be considered to be outside of Yushalayim still, um, in the gateways, not the in the gateways specifically, as opposed to the windows. And the reason why is because they wanted to have those people who were Mitzoraim, who were um, had Saras and were disallowed to be in town, we wanted to give them some refuge, at least they could get shelter from inclement weather inside, like the the gates of Yushalayim, not inside Yushalayim, but under the cover of the stone overhang, if you will. So therefore, um, the stone overhang remains halakhli outside to protect the Mitzrayim, etc. Um, the mission talked about the thickness of the walls and the windows because there's no um, Mitzorah climbing into the window. It's a small window to get refuge. Therefore, we will include it as part of Yushalayim. And thickness of the walls, like, you know, sticking your finger inside the walls, the kotel and that kind of thing. You know, it's, we're talking about we're talking about um, some crack or hole in the wall. That's considered to be still within Yushalayim. Maybe the cultural thing my reference wasn't clear, and I don't want to get into it now, so forget I said that. Um, now, um, as far as the Azar, the temple courtyard goes, so there um, they didn't have any reason to be lenient for the Mitzrayim, and therefore, in general, the gates that lead into the and the archways that allow access to the Azara are all included in the Azara, and therefore Cohen could eat his kachim kachim in those gateways, etc. They're considered part of the Azara. Um, the exception, however, being Sharnikanor, there's one gate there, um, which, for whatever reasons, to allow um, the Nazir, technical, but the point is, we, we have a technical reason why I want to allow um, the Nazir to come in close, as close as possible, but not be within the Azara, and therefore uh, they did not invest Sharnikanor, that one particular gateway with Kadusha, so that the Nazar could get close um, without being inside the Azara proper. So that one gate would be considered outside, and therefore, Kachukachim that went to that gate would be rendered yotze and, and invalidated.